Welcome back, guys, a.k.a. my dear and beloved Danny Flowist. It's good to be with you one time for the five times. This is the Danny Flow Podcast. I'm Danny Flow, your favorite podcast teacher. What do I teach? That's a great question. I teach you tings. What kind of tings? That's another great question. I teach tings about philosophy, strength training, marriage, parenthood, and Catholicism. And you, my dear and beloved Danny Flowist, listen if you want to know. Okay, cool. I love words. Words are the best. They mean things. Otherwise, if they didn't, how would you know what I'm talking about? You wouldn't, but you do. Or do you? That's a great question. I don't know, but I want you to. So let's keep using words because I love them. Words are cool. I use them every day. I think in them. I think about them. I spend a large portion of my day looking up definitions so I understand them better. Words are just so special and important, guys. Okay? Are you writing this down? Because you should. You haven't? Okay, cool. Let me start over because you should write everything I say down. My words are iconic and immortal, don't you know? Why would you write them down when they're audio recorded and you can listen to them whenever you want? Of course, I knew that. I was seeing if you knew that. And you do because you have a great podcast teacher, a.k.a. your boy, Danny Flo. And I taught you via words, which is why they're important, and I love them. Words are my favorite. I'm very interested in etymology, which is the study of the origin of words. Boom, I just taught you something. Etymology, E-T-Y-M-O-L-O-G-Y, the study of the origin of words. I love words because I'm using them to teach you things about things through a podcast. And if you're listening, we have something in common. Well, two things. We both understand the words that I'm saying, and you're an auditory learner like me, which I think is cool. And I would love to talk about it. Words and auditory learning. So I learned that I was an auditory learner when I was attending community college and working towards my Associates of Arts degree. I took a learning assessment, and depending on the score, you fit in a different learning style, and my score landed me in auditory learning. I didn't really question it. It made sense to me, and I accepted it, and I've been using it to my advantage, and I think the proof that I discovered my learning style correctly is that it has been working. I've learned a lot by listening to podcasts, playing YouTube videos in the background, listening to talks and speeches on CDs. I generally have good class attendance, but that's because I retain a lot of information by just sitting there and listening to the lecture and class discussion. Boom, I just taught you another thing, my learning style, because I love talking about myself to myself while I listen to myself. That's not to say that I don't like reading. I do, but I am very, very, very imperfect. And I use my auditory learning as a crutch to get by without reading. But I'm going to make more of an effort to read since you're trusting me with your learning, which again, thanks so much. That's a huge compliment. And who doesn't love compliments? I do. Tell me again how I remind you of Caillou. Okay, cool. Even though I'm an auditory learner, it doesn't mean I'm a great listener. You would think I would be. But because God has a sense of humor, or divine humor, I am not. I think it's because 
I'm philosophical and I like to think about things. So I'm too much in my head sometimes. So that's hard to turn off. So if anyone ever asks you, what does Danny Flo need to work on? You can say, that's a great question, Danny Flo's lovely wife. He needs to learn more and listen better. Okay, cool. Now that I'm done arguing with myself about words, using words, let's use more words to learn more words because words are cool. Am I right? Word. See what I did there? That was a dad joke about words. But seriously, what is an argument? That's a great question. I'm going to get my best guy on that, which is me, your boy, Danny Flo, your favorite podcast teacher. Okay, cool. In my experience, and I used to be guilty of this type of thinking as well, when we think about arguing or an argument, we think about people shouting and yelling at each other and insulting each other's mother. And it's true. Not the insulting each other's mother part. Like, really? We about to talk about mamas? The part that's true is that arguments can get heated. And sometimes when they get heated, we like to downplay it by saying, oh, they, they, they weren't arguing. They were just having a disagreement or they were just having a discussion. But arguing, true arguing, is not a bad thing. And it doesn't have to involve shouting or yelling or yo mama jokes, although some yo mama jokes are funny. Sorry to my mom and to my wife and to all moms. It does involve disagreement and discussion. And again, it can get heated. So just as I learned my learning style in community college, I also learned this definition of arguing at this same community college my last semester there. I was taking my first philosophy class. It was philosophy of religion, and it was actually the last class I had to take to graduate. So the first night, because it was a night class, the professor, Dr. Kramer, explained that arguing is moving from ignorance to truth, and it made sense. So when people are arguing, they're trying to get to the same point. That point is truth, but they disagree on how to get there, or if they're getting there, as in the right place the right place being truth. So both sides think the other side is ignorant on a particular thing, and he or she is trying to help move them to the truth by arguing and presenting an argument. Ignorance is not a bad thing. We are all ignorant to an extent about many things. Some of us or some of those things are simply because we don't have an interest in them. But when we do have an interest in them, that's when the arguments come with heat. And that's a good thing. Let's pause right quick because this has some implications. So there are some people that think there is no such thing as truth. Some people think that truth is subjective. So that means that the truth is whatever I, the subject, think it is. And whatever you, another subject, thinks is just as true because it's all subjective. In fact, this is called subjectivism. So someone who thinks all truth is subjective, if they are consistent with this claim, very rarely will have a reason to argue because it reduces everything we say to the same level, to the same playing field, to neither true nor false, but to equally true and equally false, to a quote, my truth, unquote, and a quote, your truth, unquote and quote, their truth, unquote, and everyone has, quote, his or her own truth, unquote, 
and we should just accept that everyone has, quote, their own truth, unquote. And they need to speak, quote, their truth, unquote. And so if it's all subjective, there's nowhere to go. There's no way to move from ignorance to truth because everyone, quote, has a truth, unquote. For now, that's all I want to say about subjectivism. But if you ever find yourself trying to argue with someone, and by that I mean sincerely trying to explain to them where they might be erring in their reasoning and trying to move from ignorance to truth, but you start to sense that they might ascend to subjectivism, and let's take a pause within the pause, we should give people the benefit of the doubt. They might not know they ascribe to subjectivism. They might not be able to articulate whether they think there is such a thing as truth or if they believe it's all subjective. Maybe they've never even heard of subjectivism. Maybe this is the first time you're hearing of subjectivism. If it is, boom, I just taught you another thing. But okay, unpause from the pause within the pause. If you don't think a person you're engaging believes in truth, only subjective truth, Stop arguing with them, change the subject, or end the conversation. Why? That's a great question. Because you're beginning from two different principles about the nature of truth. You are engaging him or her as if he or she can persuade you to the truth with the reasons they present. And maybe you can persuade him or her to the truth within with your own reasons. But if they are a subjectivist, they don't think anyone will be persuaded one way or the other. Rather, both of you have, quote, your truth, unquote. And really because there's so many different people with so many different versions of, quote, his or her own truth, unquote, we can't really know and no one can really know what the truth is. So because you're starting from, uh, because you're not starting, because you're not starting from the same principle about the nature of truth, the conversation will likely go in circles and because it'll go in circles, it might create agitation. If you change the subject or end the conversation, there's the risk that the subjectivist might believe he or she, quote, won, unquote, the argument. Or he or she might believe you were not open-minded, but that's okay. Because, first of all, someone who is a subjectivist shouldn't think that way because, according to subjectivism, Every person has his or her own truth, and everyone is equally right and equally wrong. So that would be inconsistent. But we have to be okay with people not understanding us. It's because you're not starting from the same place. And I think it's okay to ask. In order to remove all doubt or whatever level of a certain uncertainty we have, if you're talking to someone and you suspect they're talking about truth in a very subjective way, politely ask them, well... Do you think there is such a thing as truth, or does it just depend on what each person thinks? If they say the latter, just explain that you should agree to disagree because you disagree from the start about the nature of truth. That's it. Now, you could then argue about whether truth is subjective or not, but if they think it is, they're just going to say you're both right, and like I said, it'll just be circular and it'll cause agitation. Let me just say, if you can convince a subjectivist to abandon subjectivism, that is a pretty impressive thing. I'm not sure that I've ever done that except with myself. Okay, 
I've sufficiently bored you to death about subjectivism. Okay, cool. Let's unpause our discussion about arguing. Likely, people are going to argue with each other about something they're interested in, and everyone involved believes the same thing about the nature of truth, and they can that they can persuade others, and others can persuade them. Now, that doesn't mean that it won't end like a conversation with the subjectivist, and everyone won't walk away the same way they entered the conversation. I think a lot of times when we're engaged in a conversation and we're trying to persuade others, we use it to learn the other side better and later learn better counter arguments to what they said. That's if you're really interested in what you were conversing about. But sometimes, in retrospect, we rethink about what the person was saying and we might start to see how we could be wrong and they could be right. And that's the purpose or end or goal of an argument, to help each other see the truth more clearly for the sake of the truth. An argument is about truth. Why do we often realize we were wrong in retrospect? That's a great question. Because it takes a lot of intellectual honesty to admit you're wrong to someone's face especially if others are listening or it's multiple people you're admitting it to. It's a lot of pressure. And sometimes you're kind of disappointed you weren't as prepared as you thought you were to explain and defend your beliefs. It happens. We're all flawed individuals. And we don't admit we are wrong as swiftly as we should. This is something I try to work on because, as I stated from the very first episode, I think there is a truth and I want to know it and I want to conform to it. I know that sounds crazy, but hopefully, if I'm doing my job right, you are all starting to understand my craziness. So if you have not figured it out, I think arguing is great. There's nothing wrong with arguing. But I used to argue for the sake of arguing because I wanted to be right. And I thought I was right simply because what I was saying came from my mind. And my mind worked better than anyone else's. It couldn't possibly think false thoughts. I was very immature intellectually, but now I argue because I love truth and I want to know it and it's exciting when I learn something true. And I want you to know it too. And just as I love truth, I love you too. I've told you at the end of every episode, I love you with a filial love. That means with a brotherly love. Think of Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. If any of you have siblings, do you want them to walk around believing false things? Of course not. You want them to believe true things. And you have done your best to assist your parents in teaching them true things. Hopefully. If not, it's not too late. If you're a breathing, functioning adult, it's not too late. So I see you all as my siblings. Some of you might be older than me. That's fine. Some of you might be younger than me. That's fine too. But I do have a sense of duty to teach you not just things, but true things. And I'm prepared to do it. And I'm continually preparing myself to do it. I'm prepared to make as many episodes as I can to teach you true things. But sometimes it's going to feel like I'm attacking you. But what I'm attacking won't be you. It'll be trash philosophy that you might think is true. And honestly, I think we should have, of course, mercy on people, but not mercy on trash philosophies. 
because look, you have an intellect and what is it for? You can say that the intellect is meant to believe false things and I would love to hear an argument for that, but think of how we react when someone lies to us. We don't like it. Sometimes we act like the biggest injustice has been done to us when we find out we've been lied to. And that's because I think our intellects are meant to ascend to truth. That's the purpose or end or goal of the intellect, to ascend to truth, to believe truth, to know truth. And arguing is about trying to demonstrate to someone how your intellect came to ascend to what you think is true. You present reasons in the form of a cumulative case. You're you're trying to draw a path for them. You're trying to give them a map to follow so they can see for themselves how you got there and how they can get there too and how anyone can get there to the same place. But when you disagree with someone, you're trying to show them that there is an error in their reasoning. Maybe they have the right map, but they're not following it. Maybe they have the right map, but they're not reading it correctly. Maybe they have the right map, but missed or skipped a step and that led them in the wrong direction. Maybe they have the wrong map altogether, but if it doesn't lead them to truth, you're attacking the map, not the person using the map. You're attacking the reasons they might believe something false, not the person that has those reasons. In fact, it's sort of a compliment. You're saying, look, I see where you're trying to get, and if it wasn't for these reasons or this map that you're trying to follow and pause, I hope we all know the map is an analogy, unpause. If it wasn't for that, I think you could get there. And I think anyone could get there. And I'm doing this because I don't want you to believe false things. Does that make sense? I've made several assertions. Persons have an intellect. The intellect is meant to ascend to something true. Arguing is trying to move your intellect or someone else's intellect or other people's intellect from ignorance to truth. In an argument, you think you have good reasons to think someone is ascending to a trash philosophy. You present those reasons. It is an attack, but on the trash philosophy. And it's okay to attack trash philosophies and even be ruthless and merciless on them, but not on people. We talk to each other and about each other with gentleness because let's say you think I'm a jerk because sometimes I am, and by sometimes I mean all of the times. If we're arguing and I'm starting to make sense, are you likely to agree with me as hard as that already is if you think I'm a jerk? You might think to yourself, well, he's right, but I'm resistful to letting him know that. People who are really, really intellectually honest will admit when a jerk is right, but that comes with years of building that virtue up. Likewise, what if you are arguing with someone and the person starts to see how you're right Do you think they'll let you know if you've been a jerk to them? Probably not. So then you're being counterintuitive. Your intention is to help someone see how something is true, and you end up not helping because you were a jerk. Okay, cool. Let's review. You're likely an auditory learner, as I am, and you understand the words that I'm saying. And I love words. I'm a word nerd. I basically like doing math, but with words. And that's because I'm teaching you via my words that I'm speaking. 
Because I like words, I'm interested in etymology, which is the study of the origin of words, but the university I attend doesn't have a minors program for it, so I'm choosing something else. Arguing is the movement from ignorance to truth. Arguing is not a bad thing. Ignorance is not a bad thing. Truth is seen as subjective to some people, and this is called subjectivism. Arguing with the subjectivist may go in circles and cause agitation. Arguing with the subjectivist that truth is not subjective is a noble attempt, but it is difficult to achieve, and it's more likely that we ourselves will convince ourselves that truth is either subjective or not. Pause. I should mention that I am not a subjectivist. I do believe there are subjective truths, but I don't believe all truth is subjective. That's one of the philosophies about the nature of truth that I think is trash. Unpause. Which leads me to, it's okay to attack trash philosophies, but it's not okay to be a jerk or attack or insult persons because we all have an intellect that we use to ascend to truth and we're trying to move each other's intellect to truth via arguing. But in order to do that, everyone involved has to reject subjectivism because then everyone's thoughts and preferences are all on the same level and each has, quote, his or her own truth, unquote. Okay, cool. I hope that was interesting. I think it was. Now that I've taught you some things, let me remind you, everything I said could be false, so you have to think about it. Most likely, some of the things I said are false, so be critical and think for yourself. So I want to teach you how to support me in this podcast. First, if you've listened to all the episodes thus far and you're listening to this episode and you're thinking to yourself, I don't really like this, that's okay, but you can still support me. Share my podcast with someone you think would like the podcast. Um, send them to my Anchor podcast page, anchor.fm forward slash Danny dash flow, D-A-N-I dash F-L-O. Just because my podcast isn't your cup of tea doesn't mean you don't know someone who will think my podcast is their cup of tea. So please share it with your bestie, your nextie bestie, and your fan band. And thanks so much in advance. Okay, cool. Second, if you do like the Danny Flow podcast because you're a breathing, functioning adult, you can do any of the following. Number one, keep listening. That's easy. Just use your ears and subscribe wherever you're listening so you know when I release a new episode, which is about every other Monday in English and every other Monday in Spanish. Number two, last week I revealed that I'm Catholic Some of these episodes will teach you things about Catholicism, so I do my best to pray to Christ every day. If you're a person that prays to Christ every day, please consider praying for your boy. I know at least one of you already doing it, and I really appreciate it, and I'm doing my best to pray for all of you. Number 2B, maybe you don't pray, and obviously I think you should, and probably in the future I will create an episode on prayer, but if you don't pray, you probably know someone who does. Ask them to pray for your boy, please. Just like you don't have to listen, just like you don't have to like the podcast to recommend it to someone who might, you don't have to pray to ask someone who does pray to pray for your boy. Number three, share this podcast with your bestie, your nextie bestie, and your fan bam. Send them the link to my Anchor podcast page, anchor.fm forward slash 
Danny-Flo, D-A-N-I-F-L-O. Number 3B, share this podcast on all your socials, Facebook, Twitter, on your Instagram stories, on your IG post, on your Snapchat, and everywhere else. Number four, please consider supporting me financially. You can go to anchor.fm forward slash Danny-Flow, D-A-N-I-F-L-O, and click on support this podcast. Or go to my Instagram at Danny underscore Flow, D-A-N-I underscore F-L-O. While you're there, follow me and click on the link in my bio and then click support this podcast. You can give 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 a month. If you can't support me financially, that's okay. Sharing the link and sharing the podcast on your socials already does so much for me. Or if all you can do is 99 cents a month, that's great. I'd take a penny a month if that was an option. Okay, cool. If you feel like leaving me a voice message, that's cool too. I'd love to hear from you. So just go to anchor.fm forward slash Danny-Flow, D-A-N-I-F-L-O, and click send voice message. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for putting up with me. This episode will be available in Spanish within a week, and a new episode will drop for your listening pleasure within two weeks. I hope we all learned something. We have plenty to think about. Have a happy Thanksgiving, my dear and beloved Danny Flowist. Love you guys. Bye.